This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. I'm Colin Klupik, and you're listening to Central Station. Well-being is a critically important aspect of student and school life, and it gives us great pleasure to bring you a series of discussions on well-being in partnership with Callaghan College, Wallsend Campus in Newcastle. In this second part of my conversation with Deputy Principal Kylie Fabry, we discuss the benefits of using a centralised system for managing well-being in schools. Even though there is still some benefit in having a paper-based record, the paper days are fast disappearing and the benefits of using a system which staff can access for better collaboration are becoming more apparent all the time. As with the previous episode, this discussion was recorded on campus. So if you listen carefully, you can hear that it's school business as usual in the background. And once again, we'd like to make an important disclosure. Callaghan College uses Central as its school management platform. But these discussions are much more about the students than the software. We hope that anyone listening to these discussions will benefit from the insight and experience that Kylie will be sharing. So when you talk about well-being and collecting information about students, you use Central here, which has the ability to collect a lot of data about students. How has that actually changed the management of all of that information over the years? The, the use of Central, so I guess that by using profiles, we gain knowledge on um, students' academic, um, academic progression, literacy, numeracy, medical, individualised le- learning. Then we look at attendance and we can look at trends in attendance and when students are coming to school or if they're having long periods of time off or lateness in the morning. Then we look at well-being and then we we can look at what's happening in specific classes at specific times of the day with um, different students and sometimes the makeup of those actual classes and who those students are with. So I think the use of Central gives us that very, very holistic view of a student But most importantly, it's how we use that data and look at the trends for a specific student. So whilst lots of students have got data on them, um, and sometimes we look at, um, depending on what our need is, if we're looking at um, behaviour, then we're looking at specific students. But then we may be looking at our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students and, and what's happening for them. So I think more importantly is looking at the data, telling us what the trends are, Um, but then the strategies that we're actually going to use to manage an individual, a group of students or a larger cohort of a year group. That's how, uh, I guess that's the best way to use Central, that it's not, I always say that Central is just not a management system in itself. It's we are the managers of that actual system Mm. and how we control and direct. And and that's different based on different schools and different contexts. You were mentioning uh, off mic in another conversation that you have files downstairs, which uh, probably won't be uh, in use for too many more years. How, How far away do you think we are from a completely electronic system? I think that we've got some things that are still paper um, in terms of, particularly when we talk about medical and um, diagnosis of students, um, we don't often put those um, confidential things um, on central um, as such. But I'd hate to put a time on it, but I'd, like, <laughs> I'd probably think about five and ten years. Um, I guess the scary thing is that we can use central at 
the tips of our fingers on our phones as well now. Mm. Um, and at any one point in any given day, even sometimes when it is the weekends, we've got that information at our um, at our fingertips. So we are, I probably can't tell you the last time I opened a student's <laughs> file to look at um, paper, unless we're going back history-wise, and I'm looking at a Year 7 student maybe looking back into um, the primary school setting um, to see if there was anything um, there that was paper. We still often, sometimes if we've had incidences at school, we still often use um, statements and students will write for us um, incidences that I can't say ever changing because we get students to recount Mm. what they've actually done and we keep those. Um, and it may be related to suspensions or a, a large incident that's happened in a school. So I can't see them going as such, um, but the data, the reporting system, how we gain our information about particular students. Schools can be very large and busy places at the same time, and some might say that it's impossible to know every student. What's your perspective on that? You're correct in terms of the complexity of schools, and I think that um, correct in not knowing every single student, pending again on your actual context. I mean, a school of 1,100 students, um, I'd like to think that I knew every single 1,100, but I don't. So we may not know them, let's say, uh, physically and by face, but if we need to at any one time gain information or use information to allow us to know that student before we speak to a parent or before we actually speak to an individual student, we have that information at hand. And sometimes, and I'll give you an example of that, that sometimes if a, if a parent actually calls me um, and I don't know the parent and I haven't actually physically met the student yet, yeah. I will look at my central information about that actual child before I take that phone call from a parent. And that we use um, our central interview records very, very well here because I may be getting a phone call from a parent because... An English teacher is called and I want to see what that conversation was before I actually have the parent um, speak to me. So we don't sometimes know the kids or individually as such. But in saying that, you need to, in a comp, uh, complex high school, you also need to utilise the information of your other staff. And there may be a particular other staff member or a year advisor that knows that student better than you. So going to source that information is just as important, I think. So if you're essentially creating a a profile of a student or you're engaged in the act of profiling, do you ever get people who say to you, look, I'm not so comfortable with this uh, profiling of my my children's lives? What, What would you say to that? I've never had somebody actually say anything along those lines. I think that family, community, other staff members from other schools are actually quite open um, and willing and have an understanding of that information. So because one of our actual standards is know your students and know them well. Yeah. And by having that information and data, that allows us to know the students well. I don't think it's, again, what we talked about in terms of well-being being a deficit, I don't think collecting the information is for a negative purpose. It's actually for a positive. Mm. If we were using it to um, pass judgment continually or to use it against an actual child, then I think that people would say you're profiling them in a negative way. Yeah. We're actually gaining the data to best inform our teaching and learning of a student or a group of students. So it allows us to meet the needs of students better than we ever could before, given the range of, of different types of learners that we actually have. Presumably then the information that you gather to, to create this, this positive scenario is 
is based on the quality of the information that gets put into Central in the first place. How do you work with your colleagues to ensure that what gets entered into Central is actually worthwhile, useful and, and works towards that positive end? Mm-hmm. In, in our school setting, I think I probably average maybe about 50 plus Central notifications a day. Um, coming to you as coming in notifications to me. coming yep, to you? coming to me and my, for my year groups. So, and that's just particularly for wellbeing. So if I've got a concern that a staff member hasn't put in enough detail, um, there's further actions required, I actually look at my notifications each day and I will then send emails back to the relevant staff, head teachers, your advisors, saying, can you please add more to this? Can you please tell me about this parent contact? Can you please add more action? Because, as I said before, Central's not the management. Central is our database that we hold all this information, but it's what we do with that. So um, it's not good enough just to put an incident on Central but have no further follow-up. It's not um, good enough to um, ask staff to provide feedback because we use your advisor feedback a lot, um, but only have one staff member respond to that because that data then doesn't tell us anything. Mm. So... I think in terms of a leadership perspective, we still have a role to play to make sure that the information that is going on Central is the information that best informs what we're actually doing. Because if it doesn't, and the information is um, either, I guess, not um, not relevant or valid or inf- um, in or inform or or informs us, then doesn't need to be on there. Probably not. Can you describe a situation where you have worked uh, collaboratively and collegially with a group of staff on a particular situation? Mm-hmm. So I had a staff member um, last week who had an incident in the classroom um, for a particular child um, and had written in their further action parent contact. So that night, um, difficult child, difficult sometimes parents wanting to um, know more information um, so I emailed the teacher and I said, did you contact home um, like your entry said um, and how did that go for you? And the staff member wrote back and said, no, I don't feel comfortable contacting home mm. because I've had past bad past experiences. And I said, well, you wrote in your entry that you were going to contact home. So based on that, I gave the um, classroom teacher some, um, I guess, some cues and some um, best ways to contact home. Um, thankfully, family were contacted, which was great positive feedback from home in, a, in terms of saying thank you very much for actually contacting. Teacher wrote how that conversation went as further action and then I could then follow up with the parent later on and saying that, well, I know this teacher contacted you. Now I'm going to follow up further. So if I didn't speak to the actual classroom teacher about contacting home because that teacher did feel uncomfortable um, and sometimes it's a skill set within mm. the actual teacher, one, the teacher probably wouldn't have gained experience, so it was a good professional and experience for the teacher. But two, I then had more information then after their conversation um, that I could then follow, follow up on. I think likewise we use um, Central for our learning and support um, referrals to our learning and support team. And we require the classroom teachers to put information on there um, that's detailed. So as a learning and support team, we can act more effectively to provide support not only for the staff member, but for the actual student as well. So we've set those systems up too that make the staff member actually provide the information because you can't then move to the next step without providing that information. 
Um, so I think it's how you set your central system up and how you, I guess, coach or mentor your staff into providing the best possible information to support everybody. So there's, so there's still uh, quite, a, uh, quite a human experience involved. Most definitely. And I think, and again, it, it depends on the person that I take my own invested interest into looking into my notifications because I think that staff members still need to have that professional development and an understanding that we are looking at the information that goes on about students, that they're not just putting it on there and it's going up into thin air. Mm. So it, it depends. on It's likewise using our SMS responses and our attendance responses. Um, we have a lady in administration and pending on those SMS responses or emails that come back in, she will then send over an email and let us actually know what the responses were and she will ask us then for advice or should she action anything further or do we want to make a phone call home? So whilst it's still that management system and we're gaining a lot of information, it's still the processes and what you're actually doing that informs future directions because a computer system doesn't do that for you. No. So in this particular case, was that a, a good experience for the staff member? And, and generally, so that, that that's a specific one, but generally do the, do the staff then come back to you and say, oh, look... Um, Actually, that was helpful to go through that that process of human communication uh, mm-hmm. with respect to the the electronic data that was inputted into the system. Yeah, most definitely. So I don't think that staff necessarily have a a negative experience if they're being coached and mentored to help support them as well. And most of the times, the things that do go on to well being are for negative incidences, unfortunately. So they're the things that we need to look at in terms of changing behaviour. If a staff member knows that you're supporting them they're more likely to come on board to support you for further actions with an actual child as well. Are there many schools that are still operating uh, in a way that's not like this, as in not using a centralised system? Are there there, there schools still using paper-based files that we were talking about just a moment ago? Not that I'm aware of. There may be somewhere out there, but um, (laughs) not that I'm aware of. I think that, um, you know, look, I'm really, really lucky that I work with some really innovative um, people um, and some people that are, obviously quite into setting up systems to make us work easier, not harder. Mm. Um, And Central is one of those things that if tailored to meet the needs of your school setting, you're actually working smarter and we're not having to work harder. So there may be people out there with more paperized systems um, still, um, but it would definitely not be somewhere that I would want to go and maybe work because I wouldn't know um, maybe how I don't do paper very well myself. So, In the next episode, I talk with Kylie about the concept of categorisation and how Central can be configured to meet a school's specific needs. Just how do you categorise behaviours effectively without creating an endless list of categories? Kylie provides some great insight into how this process can be done as a team and with great outcomes. To hear that next conversation, make sure you subscribe to Central Station on your favourite podcast app and keep a lookout for next week's episode. This podcast is brought to you by Central and for more information, visit the website central.com.au. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time, bye for now. 